0: Lead others and never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Seeking Excellence podcast. As always, this is your host, Nathan Crankfield, and I'm joined by the one, the only, the ever lovely, the beautiful, the striking, the wonderful emily marie harpole hello how are, you?
2: Great, how are you
1: good it's good to see you
2: it's good to see you too good to have you with Fox me Fox here to today
1: MC. yeah we spend a lot of time together these days <laughs> um and this is i we hopefully we'll do at least one more before your name changes but i know we're running out of the uh, emily harpole introductions Ooh. yeah I think as of recording this we're like 77 days or something away yeah yeah 77 Mm -hmm. 77 days away from marriage and so getting married march 19th which is super exciting um
2: it's finally the year that we're getting married because it's new year's day
1: that's true we are recording this on new year's day so uh very fun stuff
2: it's wild
1: truly truly wild
2: yep
1: love it so great so we're excited today we're going to be talking we're, this is another podcast that we wanted to record for a long time. We haven't had you on the podcast in a while.
2: I know it's been a while. Yeah,
1: it's been a long time.
2: But my one of my New Year's resolutions is to be on the podcast more to maybe even do maybe some solos. Wow. How out with a little bit a little like maybe saying that will like keep me accountable. for. Oh, it. baby.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, yeah. So we're excited to have you back. And we wanted to talk about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about today is crucial conversations, conflict resolution, resolving conflict, how to fight in a healthy way. And we're not going to just be talking about this from a relational standpoint or uh, like romantic relationships, but we will obviously get into that some. But we're also going to be talking about a lot of crucial conversations we've had with friends, family members, um, yeah, at work. You know, I've I've had a lot of experience and learned a lot about this since I read the book, Crucial Conversations. And so if you've never checked out this book, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the copy of it right here. We'll post it on social media and stuff like that as well. But crucial conversations, there's like four authors that wrote the book together, um, and then they have another one that's called crucial accountability, that's also really really good, and so that's especially good like in the workplace if you're a leader in, in your workplace at all, but also I think is is really helpful for having kids. Uh, accountability is really needed in marriage and stuff as well, and so it's great for that. The foreword is written by Stephen Covey, and so Stephen Covey, if you know, wrote uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. So it's very kind of seven habits focused, the, the the second three habits, the second set of three, I should say, because they kind of do the first three habits and seven habits is focused on the individual, like your personal life. The next three are focused on like um, strive to like strive to understand before being understood, mm. you know, is like habit number five, something like that. Um, and it's, so they're more like other than like relational focus. So he knows a lot about this stuff. And so he wrote the foreword. But we've had some crucial conversations in our day, I'd say have we yeah once or twice everything's just
2: rainbow and butterflies i don't know what you're talking about.
1: sometimes they've gone well sometimes they haven't
2: <laughs> Amen.
1: i like to think that we have a winning record though
2: i do too i feel like we've um yeah had really good kind of experiences in that overall i my sister even said that one time that she um looks to us for like conflict re- resolution or different things yeah I'm like seeing different ways that we've gone through those things so
1: yeah 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 i'd love to just generally talk about that for a second here because i think it's something that is so difficult Mm -hmm. right like in catholic relationships especially or Mm -hmm. christian dating in general like you almost have this expectation that you should never experience that like anger right frustration with the other person it's like that's not my spouse right you know
2: yeah and they talked about that in marriage prep remember somebody in marriage prep was talking about that of like they had their first, like everything was really good in their dating or their engagement. And they had their first big fight in marriage. And she was like, "Yeah, oh, were we not supposed to get married? Yeah, did I make that? a mistake? Yeah, yeah. So um, just like the reality of it, just in being fallen humans. Yeah, it's
1: not if, coming but together. When. Yeah, And it's a hard thing with discernment because you're obviously trying to discern marriage and think about like, am I supposed to marry this person? You don't want to be fighting all the time, you yeah, know? And you exactly. want to be working and like your next fight should be better than your last one as far as like everything we're going to talk about today but you're obviously gonna have setbacks some days you are just gonna have ugly fights right even and in there are like red marriages. flags where things are absolutely too much of
3: course violence of saying. course violence like consistent not, yelling okay. yeah
1: manipulation or putting somebody down Constantly. criticizing the person not just the act yeah you know what i mean that kind
2: of stuff is definitely a red flag of somebody who doesn't healthy look at um
1: conflict. conflict yeah but disagreeing on things right yeah, is not necessarily like uh hold the, you know, I need to jump off this train. Right. Now obviously if they disagree in like they don't believe in God, that would be a pretty big one. <laughs> That's true. Or if you like believed in uh I'm trying to think of something, uh, you know, like a twenty-five dollar minimum wage, you know, obviously I'd have to be out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. This economically doesn't work, you know? Right. Exactly. And I can't have, I can't have, you know, my kids be raised in a house that's advocating for such things. So.
2: Well, uh, and then the other thing with crucial conversations is also calling somebody higher too. Um, Right. And like doing that in a way that doesn't come off as like attacking them or different things like that, but wanting the best for them. I think that's a crucial conversation that can turn into conflict very easily.
1: Yeah. One of the, one of the signs I think to look for in a future spouse, I think is often overlooked is like, how does this person actually make me better? Mm-hmm. And we always think of that being like in a passive voice, right? Like just their example and the way they live. Like, and I like, that's good. But sometimes you need an active challenge.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think
1: we can both think back to times. I know I can. Like, I think of February 13th, you know, um, the night <laughs> before Valentine's Day and some other times, you know, over the last year and a half or however long it's been now. Um, and yeah, like times where you like specifically were like, you know, in a very like gracious way, we're like, you need to do better, Mm. you know? Mm
2: -hmm. And, and same for you to me. Right. And
1: you need that. Like, yeah, this is the person supposed to get you to heaven. Right. I don't want you to just be like this passive cheerleader. Right. You know what I mean? It says everything I I do is great when it's not.
2: Maybe we've talked about this most with my sister too, because in the way she's brought that up as well, but she has expressed that too, of just, um, the difference in, in having somebody who like causes you to grow by not even just like thinking you're just like perfect or anything like that, but right. like wants you to become even better and better and better. And yes. just like loving and, and bringing that up. And I think some of the more crucial conversations we've had have been more around that then maybe things that have bothered us, right? you know, like trying to call it for sure. call each other higher than things that are like, yeah, you know, like a conflict maybe. Yeah. It would be more of that.
1: I'd agree with that. And yeah. it's also a good thing to look out for in friends and family members as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you're taking somebody's advice, you're going to somebody for advice, you want to have that balance of, are they also going to push me, right? And there's mm-hmm. times for both. Like we just did our review of the goals this past year. And I feel like in that last night, I feel like I did a lot more trying to like comfort you for the goals that you miss versus like challenging you Mm. And you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. being like, yeah, you could have done that a lot better. And I think right. that that's like a discernment thing that we all have to have, right? Because there's times right. where I will be like, I mean, you, we do this all the time, right? Where I'm like, no, like that was your fault that you missed yeah. that. You know what I mean? That you like didn't hit that goal. And then there's yeah. times where I'm like, yeah, but I mean, you had these other circumstances. Right. Like you actually did pretty well with that, right? You know what I mean? Or
2: like Nathan was sharing, he didn't get many of his uh, physical goals, and I was like, well, you still overcame something much more intense exactly. because achilles injury are different things so yeah supporting each other in that way
3: as and well. so you
1: need that too and just to be able to have that discernment of like when to when to push and when to you know uh consult or you know what i mean or encourage and yeah. things like that as Absolutely. well is really really important but um yeah you don't want to have somebody who's just who's just constant cheerleading sunshine and rainbows because right. then when it turns and it will right it, it that drop off is steep yeah you know
2: right none of us are perfect so we have to we're always growing. Luna's a little crazy today. Yeah. My our, our do- little dog, the
1: doggo is uh, rambunctious right now. So if you're hearing some stuff in the background, <laughs> it's not just Emily fiddling with her feet or something.
2: <laughs> she, she'll crash soon. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> God
1: willing. God willing. She's
2: going crazy right now.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> incredible. So let's talk about uh, some definitions of crucial conversation. Emily, would you read based on the book? So the first half of this is really going to be kind of like focus on the book and the way that they talk through crucial conversations and that's just kind of adding in some thoughts and things from there on out but like i said these are definitely not strictly specific to romantic relationships this is a great the romantic relationship should be a great training ground for having them elsewhere but yeah um you need these for all areas of your life sometimes you want to ask, ask your boss for a raise ask them to stop talking poorly to you in front of you know people in meetings or or she you know and, and sometimes it's a friend who has been a really bad friend to you recently there's so many different uh, circumstances but and would you read the uh of course. the def
2: the definition? I um personally haven't read this book either, but a lot of what I've learned has been from Nathan Sharing as well.
1: Alrighty. Okay.
2: Luna is here. <laughs> so the definition of crucial conversations, um, a discussion between two or more people where stakes are high, opinions vary, and emotions run strong. So we have opposing opinions, strong emotions, high stakes.
1: Yeah. So those three things obviously happen in many different realms of life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're going to have those, especially even in in any relationship. Right. So you're going to have them at work. You're going to have them with friends. You can have them about money. Think about like you go on vacation with friends or family and like people get emotional about money. So you're trying to settle the bill at the end of the week. Right. For the room or like all these different things. And somebody hasn't really been paying their fair share. Like there's a lot of different times. Right. Where you feel things like are unfair. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that there's going to be some type of a difference of opinion and you're like just one person's emotions being high would count as, you know, making it a crucial conversation. So if you can already feel yourself getting kind of heated and worked up about the topic, then you're probably in, you're probably due for a crucial conversation. And when stakes are high, it can mean anything, uh, you know, that has varying degrees, but when you're talking about potentially breaking up with somebody or even just like really impacting the relationship or really impacting your friendship impacting that familial relationship um those definitely qualifies high stakes
2: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm.
1: and so uh one thing that i love in the book is they talk about the fool's choice Mm -hmm. and do you want to read the fool's choice to us i will
2: i have i have to choose between being 100 percent honest or 100 percent loving and respectful you have to choose
1: yeah so that's the fool's choice this is the falsehood that often creeps up in our minds and the devil's really good at this too right like you can either be honest or you can be loving and respectful. And we see this a lot of times, right? Where it's like, um, and one, one or the other, we, we both sometimes feel like we're getting shut down mm-hmm. and you can't express yourself, right? And so sometimes I feel like I can't be honest and you feel like you're not being heard or I'm not like acknowledging what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of rebuttals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could have been a lawyer. Maybe in my next life. You should have been a lawyer. If they have lawyers in heaven. <laughs> I'm going to go to law school. All the law schools are woke now. Not Aves, I guess. I Aves, gone to yeah. Abe. Yeah, yeah, you could have.
2: You
1: know, life's short and full of regrets. But
2: he is. He he is so good at. Yeah, he's very of logical. Rebuttal. Yeah.
1: Which you love most of the time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, most of the time outside of conversation. Yeah. yeah.
1: That was a very. <laughs> small...
2: no. Yeah. Well, I meant it as like in co- in com- or um, crucial conversations or in conflict
1: am. resolution and okay. different things. This is who I am.
2: In those com- in those ways, it's taken me a lot to get used to that and be yeah. like, okay, I can you're not just trying to shut me down you're continuing the conversation and then like how can i keep going with right and just trying to logically, respond yeah
1: but sometimes yeah obviously i go too far with that too you know what i mean there is times to just shut up and just listen to somebody and i'm not It's i wouldn't call it a strength but you know you don't have to agree so fervently
2: you're a great listener okay no you are
1: we're about that. Yes, like about your... that conversation live on air. <laughs> uh no, I'm just kidding. But and then yeah, you have to you have that balance of like the other way the way that that makes me feel sometimes is like I can't actually express myself mm-hmm. right? like I can't be honest and be loving. And those I mean it's a challenging balance, right? Yeah. This is the, the this is a very practical application of truth and charity. Right. Absolutely. Which Christians are called to. We right. talked uh, Father it's, Brian I was going to say
2: yeah, the homily this morning at mass. Uh he was talking about how like the Catholic faith is the
1: at, at theology yeah
2: at, at theology both and. both and kind of theology right that you kind of have to find the balance and everything yeah that's virtuous
1: faith and works yeah. scripture and tradition and in this case loving and respect or loving and honest yeah and know? all
2: those things have to be united and worked right together it's like a really it takes virtue to find the balance in that as well so
1: and god is the perfect balance of that right, right? so Yeah. It's interesting. When you look at examples in scripture, right? Um, I think sometimes we do, one of the mistakes we make is we think that crucial conversations uh, with people we love are still going to feel good. Mm. Right. Cause sometimes that's what it is for both of us. Like when you correct me, it's like, that doesn't feel good. So you can, like I can be like, well, you're not listening to me or I can't speak. And then I want to shut down. Or sometimes I'm responding and I'm right. Mm -hmm. and you don't feel good and you're like you just have a response for everything and it's like well that was true Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel good and so we both can respond that way i think to each other and that's one of the things that's really difficult so the first one that comes to mind for me maybe you have an example of like correction in scripture i'm talking about in scripture
3: scripture,
1: um is the prophet nathan talking to david so Mm -hmm. i love this story and and i'm actually gonna do a podcast on it soonish um but uh that man is you right Right. So David went off and, you know, did his thing with Bathsheba, had Uriah killed. Um, And then Nathan comes up and gives him this like elaborate analogy. Right. Gives him like this hypothetical scenario, um, makes David the judge in this scenario. said, what would you do to this man who basically did the same thing David did, but in an analogous scenario? Right. And he's like, that man is you like you're the murderer. Like that's like some bold accountability. Right. Now, these are two men. This is not a husband and wife, but you still get to see like, I think sometimes we can assume that like scriptural or like God-based like accountability has to be like super nice and soft and gentle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like there can be you no know, like abrasive. And sometimes you need that though, and especially like, shakes me up. yeah, like yeah. I really relate to King David and I, I think that he was, he's was a very masculine man mm-hmm. yeah. and like men, especially sometimes need that, especially from other men. Mm-hmm. Like there can't be this like, soft. that's why we need men in our lives. Right. That's mm-hmm. why you need fathers um, and good friends as a man, because you need somebody to like, I always say that everybody has their like kick in the ass to pat on the back ratio. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're probably 80, 20 in the opposite directions. Normally. Yeah. 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 Like I typically need a kick in the ass to really make like big changes. And you, I would say are, are more uh, <laughs> responsive to, to gentler approaches. Amen. Would you agree with that? I
2: would absolutely. Agree. It's like,
1: I know you so well <laughs> and I've attempted both with you. Um, not physical kicks in the ass, <laughs> no. but uh, theoretical ones. Yes. Uh,
2: plenty of pats on the back though.
1: Yeah. 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 And we, I mean, I think we, we hit it pretty yeah. often, but, um, and I wouldn't say you're always a great ass kicker, No. you know, but you have at times challenge and you do it in your own little like sweet way, but it is, it, it really is a role more for men to play. Like yeah. my friends do it. Father Meyer does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the priests do it in my life. And so yeah, you got to set yourself up in a place to get your butt kicked every now and then as a man and recognize that. But I think that's something that's really, really important for people to kind of see and understand that balance. And I don't, I think that some people will lie to you and tell you or act or lie to themselves and act like they're a hundred zero. Some people want to be a hundred percent pat on the back and it's like, that doesn't work or your life wouldn't be what it is. Right. Right. Like some people's lives are a mess and it's because you you need somebody to like, I always say like, holy cuss you out. Like it doesn't need Mm. to be like dropping all types of F-bombs and you know, nasty words, but like, sometimes you need to be like told about yourself.
3: Shake up, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, but what do you think? Like how kind of, what do you, how do you see the balance of trying to be both honest and respectful? Like how have you approached that in different conversations yeah. and things?
2: Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to get into this as well. Just yeah. We like can kind move of our, on with um, it
1: too. Cause I think we do answer uh, it. A
2: yeah. Bit. Kind of our, just uh, what's the word, just the things that we re- revert back to based on what we're there it is yeah
1: yeah we can go like creating a just, plan
2: yeah creating a plan and different things of how um like kind of looking at the ways that i what i would naturally revert back to or different things is a lot of times being a little more passive and that's something that i have been working on a lot and especially just in this relationship has helped with that a lot too um of realizing you can't be that way and just kind of like yeah shake things under the rug whether that's just what i'm used to or like grew up with or um like a defense mechanism from other wounds of, of relationships in my past or um, family relationships or different things like that, where I kind of, as a defense mechanism, run away from conflict in a lot of ways. And so, or just like try to be, like you said, like, try to like, I'm a little more kind of soft with it or, or gentle with bringing things up because I, that's just like what i revert to if that makes sense and yeah,
1: so, everybody errs on one side yeah it's like the virtues in the mean yeah right very like aristotelian yeah um the the virtues in the mean and everybody errs you err more on the side of, on the side of like respectful out of yeah a lot of times out of fear right of like their backlash so, if yeah. you're not perfectly loving and respectful and yeah. i err on the side of like Yeah. I'm seldom dishonest (laughs) or covering up my feelings uh, in a crucial conversation.
2: Exactly. I don't
1: struggle to find the words to express myself. So
2: my journey in finding the mean has been more of like learning how to kind of stand up for myself. And I feel like I've had a few, um, circumstances recently that have kind of brought that up of, of, um, yeah, of different conversations that had to be had with different people in my life or family members and, and whatnot. And, um, just like having that, you know, a lot of, a lot of the running away from things is often also to just like your own being self-conscious or, or different things like that. And right. realizing more and more my worth and not listening to the lies that have been told to me for a long time. Um, realizing that being honest is, is good as yeah. well. You know, like that's part of the honesty um, is good. Honest, well, I mean like being honest no, about know. how things, things like are impacting you, um, is, is good. And honestly, You have brought a lot of um healing to that as well, in like being able to take a lot of the honesty or asking for the honesty, if that makes sense. Um so like showing me that it is still safe to do that, if that makes yeah, to really express yourself. To really express yourself, which is what a good relationship is. So I'm
1: great. Sure. Um, Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) You're so, you're so kind to me when we're on the podcast. Oh, you're so kind to me on the the podcast. You're very affirming. I should say on the podcast, Uh, you affirm me in real life too, but I should have you on here more is what I'm saying. Um, But you know what I mean? Like that's absolutely. And I think that's one of the things too, you learn like through a relationship is, is one, just like, as you have these conversations is getting to know the wounds of -hmm. your partner or friendships too, like, or your family. It's like getting to know that. And a lot of families and friends don't have enough, like serious conversations to really know what those things are. Right. But when you do know that going into it, you can start to it'll really help with creating a plan, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But the other thing I want to touch on that you mentioned is humility. Yeah. Because humility is, I think, the the difference maker in crucial conversations right. in you. both in both ways. So I want to point out one of my favorite things that I remember uh Matthew Kelly used to always talk about in his books. He writes that um, you know, virtue basically improves every relationship, right? So a husband and wife who are patient are going to have a better relationship than husband and wife who are not patient. Friends who are humble are going to have a better friendship than friends who are not humble. Um, you know, a daughter and mother who are forgiving are going to have a better relationship than a daughter and mother who are not forgiving. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like virtue always improves and develops your relationships uh, to be stronger. And humility is one of the key virtues, right, in this, especially mm-hmm. relational virtues. And the reason why that is is because humility allows you to both. When, you, when you're in the, the mean, right? So the extremes of humility are thinking like, I'm a piece of trash and not worth anything. And the other extreme is like narcissism, pridefulness. You know what I mean? Like I can do no wrong. I'm arrogant. I don't want to hear what you have to say because I know that I'm right. Yeah. I'm all about winning the argument, not about you know finding a solution. Um, that's what the other extreme is. So when you're humble, when you're in the middle, you can say, I played a role in this mm-hmm. most likely. Right. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. But very often, like you played some you role. Yeah, yeah. 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 You played some role in like having this happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that can happen. Um, the other is uh, you know, like I'm not worthy of expressing my opinion. I'm just gonna get shut down. I'm not gonna make any difference. I can't do anything, I'm not worth it,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not lovable. Mm-hmm. That extreme. And so like knowing your your whoever you're talking to and kind of where they're gonna fall also really helps the creating a plan, but Praying things like the litany of humility um, and just really just growing closer to God, I think are the best ways to become more humble. But, you know, I love Aristotle, or not Aristotle, St. Augustine says, you know, the definition of humility, seeing yourself as you are in God's eyes, nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. Right. I love
3: that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so when you do that, you have the ability to, uh, yeah, be able to assess outside of the situation, and say, how did I contribute to this? Like reconcile that, understand that, accept that. And then also be willing and, and confident in expressing how you were affected and impacted and hurt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's talk about creating a plan, Emily. Perfect. So let's say a big thing happens, right? Like uh, you're, you're, something happened and you're having like a huge fight. Say so like Emily forgets to feed the dog or something like that, right? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Emily never forgets to feed the dog we always remember feed the dog well, mainly because never let's forget yeah, um <laughs> let uh, but yeah no hypothetical something situation like yeah. needed but let's say you have some like okay. big moment or it's a habitual thing right like mm. i'm not washing dishes enough or um you know a friend of yours like you're always calling them and they're never calling you that mm-hmm. can happen for family members too mm-hmm. or you have a friend that you guys hang out when you hang out with people like they keep bringing up um like their ex their ex or something and it like ruins the mood or like uh, they're really rude to you in front of their other friends, yeah. right? That can be another one that happens. Um, they're making like snarky comments at you. And uh, so like habitual things are really good for this because it allows you more of an opportunity versus a one-time thing. Now, one-time things are still really good, right? You can have one big event um, where like, let's say you yell at your your parent, right? and Or your parent yells at you and you're yeah. like, whoa, like where did that come from, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of different things that can happen that make you upset that lead to the three things we talked about, right? Opposing opinions, strong emotions, and high stakes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Lots of things that can lead to that. Uh, I'm a huge advocate. I, I feel like I've coached a lot of people in these over the last several years uh, since I read the book. And creating a plan is like my number one piece of advice.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether they're going into a breakup or they're going to a difficult conversation with a friend um, or they're going to a difficult conversation with a family member, uh, creating a plan. And so what's, what's the first point? When creating a plan, don't.
2: <laughs> well, Nathan, it is don't go at it angry. Mm. So try to have like a sober mind. It's a big thing.
1: How do you do that?
2: How do you do that? Do you I feel like read you're your good. points here or just like you in can general, or
1: just myself? answer? Yeah. Okay. I think the quote's good.
2: Hmm. I think thinking about it. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll read this quote because I like this as well. Speak yeah. when you are angry, and you will make the best speech you will ever regret.
1: Boom. That's so real. That's so real. Cause you get like so passionate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: you're so worked up and you're so bold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you like get like very articulate with all the adrenaline. Right. And then you're like, damn, I was pretty rude.
2: Pretty
3: rude.
1: You know?
2: I think um when I try to go into things and like kind of control any anger that I might have, um really just like praying about it. And I okay, so a thing that happens to me, <laughs> I don't know if this happens to other people, but I almost like play out conversations in my head kind of thing. And it's almost like in my head, I get out like the anger, you know, or like I say things yeah. like as I'm like maybe driving or thinking about the different things. And I say, and I think it through like in the way that I would, if I was just like letting loose kind of thing. Right. And that shows me to me, it personally shows me the roots of what's going on because it's like mm. unreserved, um, reserved. So you're able to see what is the root that is affecting me here kind of thing right. when I'm, just like going over it in my head of what is, what do I keep going back to? What is the thing that's making me angry? Um, and in that time when you're not bringing it out on somebody else, um, it's kind of sobering as well, because then you can like see those things and, and pray through a way to yeah. express them that is loving, um, gentle, but also, you know, powerful honest. and honest to them. Yeah. So I think that's something that I Find myself doing a lot is like, and whether it's healthy or not to like mull it over so much in my mind, and that's maybe something that I can work on to improve is not um, holding on to it so much, like holding on to the anger in my mind so much by playing it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's a way that it's kind of like sobering for me is to just like get almost get the anger out. Right. In a sense, even if it's just my thoughts, and yeah. then fi- pick the root out, or like, what is it at the at the end
1: yeah the the root thing is really good there i think it, it kind of comes down to like what you're expressing is and you can do this either alone or with a friend mm-hmm. you know or significant other depending yeah. on like who the actual event
2: everything to nathan too,
1: yeah so. that's true <laughs>
2: if it's not about nathan he knows about it that's too,
1: right you know? yeah yeah if it is about me i don't know but if it's about somebody else <laughs> yeah. i definitely don't you know yeah i'm but venting, you know like yeah. is, is really good to get it out and like express it to a friend and that can be a good like first rep yeah typically your first rep explaining it right is not a good one, right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, you have to be careful with this. Yeah, uh, so you don't want to fall into gossip too. Not only that, yeah, that's true. You don't want yeah. to fall into gossip, but the other thing is when it is in a romantic relationship, mm. husband and wife, fiancés, mm. dating, even like, you want to pick a trusted friend, or a priest, or spiritual, director or, or spiritual director. But yeah, somebody who you can trust that's going to be. Uh, one is going to give you good feedback and advice, but also is not going to like grow to hate that person. Right. Exactly. Right. And yeah. so, especially when you're getting to like marriage or even like engagement, like the more serious a relationship, the more important this is. Yeah. But people get into a lot of trouble and they go to their sister or they go to their mom yeah. or dad. You know what and I mean? They're constantly. Anger against, yeah, yeah. This kind of resentment of the spouse. Now, it doesn't mean that you can never express any frustration or something like that, but it's just a careful, careful thing. Yeah. And you want to be really careful when it comes to any family member. Same thing with kids. Like, right. So if Mm -hmm. you've experienced this, Mm -hmm. a lot of divorced kids experience this, but even if your parents are still married, you might have experienced like your parent uh, venting to you about your your other parent. parent. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, if you're a kid in that situation, you it's very, it's one of the most clear ways or the most clearest times when you can see that like, that's not good.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. Like you can just feel like that's like something that doesn't feel right about this. Right. Like you can just kind of get that. It's kind of the same mentality. Uh, we have in the military right it's like you have a platoon leader and a platoon sergeant they're not like the platoon leader doesn't complain about the platoon sergeant to the the team leader right Right. like you have to go up or over you know what I mean like you complain to the other platoon leaders about your platoon sergeant right yeah so you have to be careful with that and that's kind of how it works and so you want to have those virtuous friendships that you can vent to
2: right and I and first of all in romantic relationships or in a marriage I've been seeing that more and more of people talking about that on Instagram of like guarding how you speak about your, especially women guarding how they speak about their husbands to other people, or just like, cause almost like sometimes venting too much about that to somebody can yeah. cause even more tension in your own heart. Um, True. so there's like that of, of, especially in like being careful to just like always balance. uplift each other in conversation with other people in a yeah. sense. Um, that's why I think it's good to have like a spiritual director or a counselor or something like that, that you can really vent to. But I I'm, always weary of crossing into the gossiping aspect. this is something that I also shared with somebody recently of um, when too many people involved in the situation, like know each other and are talking about it and how that can just be really hard because you have relationships with everybody involved. Um, And, and that can be really hard. And and something that I've always been very grateful for is I have one of my best friends who um, is very separated from a lot of my other friends Mm -hmm. and she is the best at keeping me from gossiping. And she's always never been much of a gossiper either. She would always change the subject when we were younger, different things. And, mm. um, now when there's things on my heart, if I, if I do bring them up to her and I, and I say something like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go too deep into this or something like that. She'll, she'll say like, you can share whatever you want with me because I'm pretty removed. Like she doesn't have a relationship with those other people. If That makes sense. Yeah. So it doesn't impact her, like you said, way of, of viewing them and whatnot. And yeah. so, but at the same time, obviously, like gossip is a sin, and so guarding that. But if there are things that need to go off your chest, I think the best way is to go to somebody who wouldn't, like you said, change their opinion of the person.
1: Right. Yeah, I can see know, that. Or- and there's two things that come to mind when you say that, too, is one, when you are the person venting, is to be mindful of also sharing the good.
3: Mm, and this
1: is a good practice to get into, not just for shaping the opinion not just for shaping the view of the other person of your significant other or of your friend or whoever you're actually venting about, Mm -hmm. but also just for your own like gratitude and like self-awareness. Right. Right. So like, if if I'm complaining about a parent or, um, a friend, or if I, you know, if I'm venting to a a close friend of mine about something that's happening with us, like just remembering like, but man, she has done a great job of this lately. And she's Mm -hmm. been really helpful with this or this, you know, that friend of mine, like, was well, such a good friend for so long you yeah. know what I mean so i'm really hoping we can move past it and just like having like a sense of optimism and gratitude okay. and expressing that as well and then the other thing i just want to share i always like to share this when it to- comes to gossip because i think that it's one of the uh, most common like leads to gossip or sources of gossip mm. is just like curiosity mm. so if you are the listener i think one of the ways to like really know if you're like prone to gossiping is if somebody's telling a story about somebody who is annoying And they're like trying to keep the person anonymous, and you ask who it was,
2: right? Or like want more details? Yeah,
1: and like knowing who it is like adds like absolutely no value, yeah, to the story or whatever. Like if you're trying to talk about like the theory or a decision or an action of somebody, like asking like who wait who was this? Who did that? Like I I I everybody knows the people in your life who do that constantly, um, and it is like that's when you're kind of like in the realm of becoming a gossip, yeah. Um, and you're and even like I I tried this is like one little way I forget I heard this like a a homily i think like a decade ago mm-hmm. but if somebody does something i hate on the road oftentimes i really intentionally if i drive past them afterwards like try to not look at them
3: mm.
1: you know it's like one of the things that we like want to like look at them and judge them and be like you did this and like sometimes it's easier to just like let things be anonymous mm. you know if you have like a crazy story about somebody or you know somebody who did something wild like like just tell the story anonymously mm. you know what i mean or like or and don't be the person who's like wait who is that
2: um to your point of like building up people as well and like finding the good. That made me think of one of my friends um, was telling me a story about one time when she was um, struggling with something with a, a friend, another friend, mm-hmm. and she was venting to her mom because she and her mom had a really, have a really close relationship. And she was kind of sharing it with her mom. And then um, all of a sudden her mom, I don't know if she interrupted her, or just like she had gotten to the end of what she had to say, but her mom said, um, tell me why you're friends with this person. Like, like what do you love most about yeah. them? And she was talking about how she just like started going on and on about why she was friends with that person, why she loved them, all this different stuff. And by the end of it, she forgot really what, well, what she was mad about. Mad about, yeah. And so that gratitude of, yeah. of other people. And, how
1: powerful is that in friendships and oh, relationships? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So just like always, remembering that of like ordering our mind back to the goodness and the, and the gratitude. I should and- start
1: doing that with you when you're frustrated. <laughs> like, why are you wanting to marry me? Why do you Tell love me so all the good. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a hundred things you love about me. We should just do that every day. Anyways. Okay.
2: <laughs> never fight.
1: Exactly. <laughs> just kidding.
2: But that, I mean, again, there's balance and everything. And it's like a both and situation where you don't want things to just be brushed under the rug and you don't want things to never be brought up. But like we said, as we we're talking about going, creating a plan and don't going at it angry, going in with a, with a mindset of gratitude for the person. Yeah.
1: Um, is, it's, is really it's huge. Important. Yeah. I love you talked about getting to the root too, but I want to share another quote that's similar to the one here from the book is St. Jose Maria Escriva. One of my favorite quotes of his, I've shared it countless times is I made a pact. And it's actually from another saint. I think it's like St. Francis de Sales or St. Francis Xavier, mm-hmm. but anyways said, uh, I made a pact with my tongue to never speak when my heart is troubled.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just love that. Right. Like, you know, I always say like you have kind of like a temperature gauge, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: right? Like on your heart, or at least you should. Some people have no self-awareness at all. And those people are wildly difficult and (laughs) miserable to themselves and others. And it's worth it. And one of the best ways to develop this kind of self-awareness is through prayer. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: It's also a great way to develop what I call the uh, access control point, the ACP, the army term for between your head and your heart.
3: Mm -hmm
1: right i really love that like to be able to read some things and this is something you have to have and you develop this kind of thick skin whether it be in the military or if you're doing stuff on social media and you're being bold in your faith or depending the truth like you get these mean and nasty dms or comments or podcast reviews or whatever it might be um and you just say you know what i mean like you can read it and be like this person like the, your opinion doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. you know i've talked about this before and kind of like my development of my confidence you know of not allowing people either in the good or the bad to really skew my view of myself and only allowing a few people to really kind of shape that and really focusing most importantly on, am I pleasing God? And when you can do that, that allows you to be a lot more free. Um, but you want to have that kind of access control point. Just be mindful of how much you're letting people just like get into your heart and just like manipulate your emotions and get you out of, you know, act outside yourself
3: mm-hmm.
1: as people would say, mm-hmm. you know, like to, to get you to act uh, in ways that you shouldn't or would not normally And so you have to be careful with that and just kind of being aware of like, if my heart's really worked up, like maybe just being like, let's take some time, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think you're good at this too, like of of being like, I just, can we just not talk about it right now? And I'm always, I'm always ready to talk about it. Right. (laughs) I was like, no, (laughs) but I also feel like I am a little bit more, uh, even keeled, you know, like even when I am more frustrated, like I used to be somebody who would just like, I was a yeller. I was angry. Like I just like outburst, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um was really terrible, said things I regret. And I don't do that as much. So I do feel like even when I am really angry, I, and I'm not perfect at it, but I feel like I'm a lot better at being able to control that and still having a calm conversation. And so that makes me want to have it in the moment more because I do have that kind of like masculine inclination to want to like solve the problem.
3: Right then, Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's a good step. And I think both men and women need to step away sometimes for two reasons. One is to let anger calm down. Mm-hmm. And the other is sometimes you need to think about it. Right and you're definitely you know i think there's always two types of people i think and, and they often like marry each other yeah. is one needs like time to think and like gather yeah. the thoughts and one knows exactly what they feel right away right usually it's the the opposite usually it's the man, the man
2: who needs, needs the time yeah. and, and
1: the woman who's like ready to express themselves
2: and we are the opposite of that for sure and that was something it's funny that's like a, a self-knowledge aspect that has come up in this relationship for sure is because even taking some um uh, personality tests back when I was a missionary and different things. And mm-hmm. one of the main questions is how do you process things? And I was always like, I don't know how I process things, but right. this has definitely shown me that I am a slow processor. Um, I need time to think about it and need time to put to- words how I'm feeling.
1: Yes. Yeah. And to get to the root of the thing. Right. And, and I think you brought that up a bit ago, Yeah. which was really, really important. And so I think getting to the root of, So some of this stuff is like the planning for the conversation, but before you can almost before this, we should have brought this up. So it was good that you said this of like, what was the actual root cause of the issue? Mm
2: -hmm. Events versus issues.
1: And you can also experience this when you're having conversations. I I learned this a few years ago that I really started to realize with people is when you ask somebody like, what's wrong? Typically, the first answer they give you is not the truth. Mm -hmm. Or even if they think it's the truth, it's not actually like the root cause Mm -hmm. of the issue right like sometimes we, you can make excuses for if somebody is upset or sad or angry like they might just be like oh well, you know my stomach's just kind of hurting today or i just i didn't sleep well last night you know or um but like things just,
2: things i say yeah <laughs> well,
1: i mean i was going to say that but um yeah that's <laughs> was true It's just fine yeah the, they, those those examples came very quickly to my mind <laughs> um <laughs> for one reason I'll or another
3: self knowledge
1: yeah i love that this self awareness gonna <laughs> be transparent with the people <laughs> Um, but truly like, I mean, but it's not just you, I, or I have a yeah, headache it, or, it like yeah. Or, sure. uh, traffic was really bad. You know, like there's so yeah. many things, right. Or I still have my coffee this part. My dog acting up. My kids are crazy. Um, but then you get deeper into it and it's like, sometimes it's good just for like compassion's sake to actually ask a second question or like, what else is going on or what's, mm. what's really wrong, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes it's like, You know, we've we've had a lot of like family struggles this year with with cancer or other you know health things, and it can be that right. Like Mm -hmm. maybe they lashed out because it's like, and we've had that. Yeah. You know, like in the midst of all all the health issues and things we had, you know, we had a couple like frustrated moments with each other. Yeah. Luckily, they were like flash. You know what I mean? Like really bad, and then we fixed it. Yeah. Um, But we had like some outbursts at each other, both of us, and it was like, what? Like, where did that come from?
2: Both of us are dealing with.
1: And it's like, yeah, bad news. You know, know? yeah, you're really stressed out about work or um you know the pressures of this or whatever it might be you know it was the same thing like when i sent the email right like morale was just low for like three <laughs> days and it's like what's wrong and it's like oh i didn't sleep well it's like no i'm like really sad that i did this yeah you know and like you yeah. have to like some people struggle with that and there's pride in that too but it's not always like a bad pride right like yeah. it's kind of like embarrassed and yeah. creating that safe space to be able to actually share what's really wrong is so important absolutely yeah and being willing to like actually dig deeper right
3: right it's the same thing as like like the good
1: parents right to be like what happened at school today you always get or how was school today good if you leave it at that you'd never know anything about your kid's life
3: Mm -hmm.
1: like you have to ask the deeper questions and and some people um in other times are going to be like really easily answer that
3: Mm -hmm.
1: right if i ask emily how was her day you know like i break out the popcorn and and (laughs) hope that i find a comfy seat you know to sit in and buckle up for the next 90 minutes (laughs) so i can hear a recap of of the the last four hours we were apart you know (laughs) um but <laughs> some people are quieter and so that goes like not even but my point with that is that it's not just for crucial conversations but even just like asking somebody like how are you mm-hmm. like a lot of times people are just so used to being asked that in like passing way. that's right. like good I'm, I'm good things are good how are you you know yeah. but you have to like the good friends the good spouses the good you know children or parents will be like but like how really are you like how's work been you know like How's your relationship? How's your prayer life been?
2: More specific questions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And getting after that. And that's, I think, something that's really important for crucial conversations to get to the root. And that's something that if you're venting to somebody, they should be asking you Mm. or that you should be asking yourself. Mm. Right. And so you have to know, am I an external processor or an external processor?
2: That's the next point. Ask yourself questions. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Are you good at that? You're so good. I'm like
1: a, yeah, I'm like a transition king at this point. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) this is episode like 120 or something you're
2: about to go into it really smooth but i had to address it (laughs)
1: go 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 nuts
2: ask yourself these questions
1: ask yourself these mother-loving questions
2: (laughs) what do i want for myself
1: yeah so this is kind of the moving forward right so in like the creating a plan yeah but also ask yourself like where like so going backwards before we get to these these are the questions from the book for creating a plan for the conversation Mm. but before when you like experience an incident like get what I like to do. Sometimes I'll even write it out in my notes, right? Or Mm -hmm. like, I'm an external processor. So I either have to write it or tell somebody the story. And I don't even need them to really give me much feedback, but just me saying it Mm -hmm. gives me a lot of clarity, right? Mm -hmm. So like me like running back through it and being like, this is what happened. And then he said this, and then I said this, and this is kind of the moment I was in. This is when I felt like an internal change where I started to get angry or Mm -hmm. scared or embarrassed or hurt. You know, like I start to like figure that out um and as i roll through that then i could be like this is where i think things went wrong Mm. what was my role in this uh and where did i not mess up you know what i mean like where was i right right so those are i think i can get to like the root cause of the issues now after you've acknowledged our root cause of the issues then you want to ask yourself these questions going into the conversation emily would you read question number one
2: yes what do i really want for myself
1: we're going to go
2: through each one or should i read each one
1: uh you can't read all three of them. Okay. We can go back through them.
2: So, what do I really want for myself? What do I really want for others? What do I really want for the relationship? Re- the key word is really.
1: Yeah. So you're not playing yourself. You either. actually want. Yeah. As uh DJ Khaled once said, oh, the wise DJ Khaled once said, <laughs> Don't ever play yourself. Wow. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> Sometimes you need to look yourself in the mirror and say that. Yeah. Congratulations you played yourself (laughs) Yeah, you wait for it go ahead girl come on now all right so what does that mean to you what do i really want for myself
2: i think the the um i think a lot of times in crucial conversations or conflict or different things like what you want is to be heard understood respected you know um and so that's those are the first things that came up to me of what i want for myself is to be understood by this person i do say think
3: it's very
1: adorable
2: is that what? <laughs> is that not the right answer no it's good i just think, <laughs> i
1: think it's a feminine, it answer, is a feminine answer which is so i be mean
2: understood
1: i appreciate your femininity so Thank you. yeah
2: um yeah so that would be something that when I go into this like one, but not even like in conversations with you, but with other people, that's what I like, I'm looking for out of those harder conversations. Um, What, what would you say?
1: Yeah, I was, I, I mean, you made a good point there that I, my answers were going to be more practical, but I think mm-hmm. that it's both, right? Sometimes yeah. it's intangible. Sometimes it's tangible. Sometimes it's like, I need to have a conversation with my boss or with my dad or with, you know, uh, my spouse, because I need to be like better respected mm-hmm. right or i need to be uh i need them to have more patience with me mm-hmm. or i need their help in this scenario uh but the more tangible ones sometimes be like I what do i want for myself like i want to have to do the dishes less <laughs> right yeah. or i want to you know like split taking the dog out more evenly or i right. want to Practice. um yeah like have them show up for me to my sporting event or to yeah. my whatever you know what i mean like just yeah. ask me about my job like <laughs> Like we
2: are so masculine and feminine in our responses. So. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for
1: sure. Um, but but both but both men and women want both of those. Both things. Those like things I don't actually. want I don't want anybody to think like if you're a woman, you shouldn't ask for like practical help. And if you're a man, you can't ask for the intangibles because you do need to sometimes. Absolutely. yeah, right? to be like like it's if you have a crucial conversation, if your love language is words of affirmation, your wife never affirms you mm-hmm. or if it's physical touch, we've had conversations about that, you know what I mean? Yeah. like physical touch, I'm definitely more PDA inclined yeah Than you and like saying that to you you know what i mean yeah. like to have a conversation about that and be like let's talk about pda you know like, like i don't need if, if like don't i'm not trying me, like, to make even... out on the street corner yeah. but
2: even like a side hug in, yeah. out of party or something like that. Or like
1: people who are not from the PDA sometimes can be like pulling away. Yeah. Which can be seen as a sign of like really unloving or disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things like that. Um, and just being like, let me, like, let me put my arm around you or do these types of things like embracing that in
2: public. Yeah. And
1: we found like a sweet spot in that, but we Absolutely. had to talk, we've talked about it several times. Yeah. It's you know definitely I mean? a conversation. Yeah. It and, didn't just happened. And that's not like, like, I don't feel like my masculinity is threatened by doing that. Yeah, I think that you're more of a coward and not of a man to not express those things and just kind of hide them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you talked about earlier, like sweeping things under the rug and acting like everything's okay when it's not. And then you like get resentful. And then it's like, well, if she won't hug me in public, then I'm not going to do the dishes. or I'm not going to do this mm-hmm. for her. Or I'm not going to compliment her anymore. And then you start withholding to try to like create some uh, false sense of justice yeah. that doesn't exist and really just ruins your life and the life of your friend or spouse or whoever it is. And so that's why I think, yeah, what do I really want for myself? But just asking that question, like, what do I hope to get out of this conversation for me? It's not a selfish thing because you have needs that are legitimate, right? Like you, you can't just like be neglected or be miserable for the rest of your life. So figuring that out is really important. Number two, what do I really want for others? Mm. Right. So like, this is, this is a really like great way to kind of be others focused and to kind of think like in the midst of this, you know what do i want so let's let's use this as an example too like the the pda thing i well i don't want emily to be embarrassed or uncomfortable in public Mm. or to feel like i'm i'm being too much or being like you know inappropriate Mm -hmm. in public
3: right
1: right and so thinking about it that way like what else can you think of anything else of like what do you want for others no it could be any example or like Mm -hmm. how you kind of approach that
2: well i some things that i've seen also of just like so i feel like i'm far away from the
1: mic um come on down i'm coming over yeah be close okay <laughs> this is almost like pda
2: kind of yeah no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um wanting like somebody to be aware of habits so that they can have healthy relationships you know going forward i think that's something that i've seen in multiple different yes. in multiple relationships of feeling like i need to address something especially
1: important for spouse and kids
2: spouse and kids yeah feeling like I need to address something because I want, um, I don't want it to impact other future relationships yeah. of, of theirs, you know, um, or just bring their attention to different things. If that makes sense.
1: Friends who do this well, really help prepare their friends for marriage. marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. Versus just like being like, Oh, it's just how they are. Like, I'm just going to let them be a miserable jackass. And then it's like, well, nobody wants to date them. I wonder why, because they're a miserable jackass. So you just let them be that way. Yeah. And it's like, well, that sucks.
2: Yeah. which, um, you can see in a, a variety of different, of different ways and whatnot, but, um, and then even in ourselves, like in, in each other, mm-hmm. wanting you to be like the best father possible you
3: do?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. or like wanting fear, um, you to have a good relationship with your family members or like to grow in those things. And, um, you know, like. Uh, maybe seeing those little things come up in my relationship with you and realizing that they can affect other relationships as well. And so how do we um, address those things? You know?
1: Yes, ma'am. And the big thing with this of why it's so important to talk about this is because it's, it's a very classic like sales tactic. And if you've ever read Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, he talks about this extensively is to put things in the perspective of the other person. Mm. People are generally selfish it's just reality, mm-hmm. right? They're very self-interested. Um, you know, they want to protect their own interests and their own uh, gain in things. Mm-hmm. And so it, this is one of the most helpful things. Really, I would even lead with it in the conversation to be like, this is what I want for you. I, I know that you being this way is not making you happy, mm-hmm. right? Like when you get that angry and lash out, like that's not enjoyable for you. Like yeah. nobody, I, I've done that before and I've been that angry and that uh, unable to like express my emotions in a, in a healthy way. And to cause like these types of rifts in relationships, like that's not that's not pleasant. And so I don't want you to experience that. And so my hope here is not just, you know, for me to like vent and get something off my chest. Like my hope is that we can find a way that when we have conflict in the future, which is inevitable, mm-hmm. we'll be able to find a healthy way to express it and to, to handle that and to discuss it. Right. So th- that I think is one of the biggest things, right? Dale Carnegie talks about that all the time and how to win friends and influence people. It's just like put things in their perspective. What do they get out of it? What is their benefit? And when you can think of what you really want for the other person, like that is something that is so huge and will make a massive difference when you kind of give your opening remarks, if if you will, Mm -hmm. in a crucial conversation, because people will be actually more open to what you have to say for what you want. If you are addressing and acknowledging before they even talk what they might be interested in or what they might've felt or what they might've experienced, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you can acknowledge the fault, the things that you've done wrong, you know, like I failed to do this and I can see how that would make you upset but maybe the way you handle being upset, like is the problem mm-hmm. and what led to like the rift that we're having currently. And so like, let's talk about how we can solve that and handle that better in the future so that you and I can have a happy, healthy relationship, you know, and, and when we have issues or somebody makes a mistake in the future, we can handle that and help each other to grow and be better people. Mm. Love it. Boom. Boom. Well, and that kind of, I kind of just answered the third insane. question. Yeah. What do I really want for the relationship?
2: that and then i think also and it works with it but like wanting the relationship um kind of have to have a clear path forward too is something i would say yeah you know um where do you move on from? oh that? yeah i'm
1: big on that yeah
2: like where do you where do you go after the relationship or after the conversation, after the relationship. After the conversation? are you breaking <laughs> up with me no. <laughs>
1: no, i'm kidding um but yeah like what do we do from here right, right. Yeah. so we argue you know what i mean about uh what if it's pda or like you know chores or things like that like
2: or even like that huge fight we had early in our relationship yeah we were like we'll give it like two or three weeks and come back and yeah. discuss these yeah. things you know or different things like for the next few weeks we're going to very intentionally pay attention to these aspects of what has been shared with each other um you know right and re re come back to it
1: to it and And that's one of the big benefits of like summarizing in the conversation too. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So this is always like a healthy habit or technique is to like, somebody shares their thoughts or their feelings or opinion. Right. And you like give the feedback of, this is what I heard you say.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Is that accurate? You know what I mean? Like, is that correct? You're good at
2: that. You're very good at that.
1: Yeah. I was going to say Alessandro's really good at it too. Who I work with at Hallow. Yeah. Um, He's, he's very strong at that. You know what I mean? It's like, this is what I'm hearing. Let me know where I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's it's just so important because. So
2: disarming too.
1: Yeah. It's like. And you feel really understood and hurt, right? It's impossible to not. Yeah. If they're genuinely trying to do that. So good. Now, what you can't do is you can be an a-hole with that. Mm. And so like recently I talked and I think it was in my, why am I conservative podcast about uh, Jordan Peterson, the Kathy Newman interview. Mm. One of my favorite interviews of all time, but she does this in a very negative and toxic way throughout the interview of like, So what you're saying is, and then completely manipulates his words. That's not what I'm saying to do. That's horrific. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying is I'm a a jerk. What you're saying is I'm selfish. What you're saying is, uh, that, that I'm, I'm afraid to touch you in public. What you're saying is that, you know, whatever, like I'm selfish or I'm prideful or I'm incapable of doing this. So I'm stupid. right? Right. Like, and unless they said that, then no, that's not what they're saying. Right. right? Like give give some charity.
2: I was saying, yeah. And saying, the... like, so what
1: I'm what I'm hearing you say is that sometimes when I, you know, hug you in public or whatever, you just feel like it's inappropriate or you just, you know, you think it's weird or whatever yeah. it might be, right? Yeah. Like like genuinely like trying to like understand what they're saying, seek first to understand, then to be understood, right? It's both right. a seven habits of highly effective people and in the the prayer of St. Francis. Right. Right. Um, and it is just it's a huge game changer in relationships.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I lost the point I was going to say, but.
1: It's question. out there. It's out there somewhere. In, in Maybe space, it'll come back. In the interwebs. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. so then I think this kind of goes, This I don't know, I feel like this is kind of redundant here of my second point, but choosing the and, this kind of goes with what we've been saying this whole time of clarifying what you want. Um, I guess the second point is kind of different. So clarifying what you want. So this is the same kind of like, what do I really want for myself, for others and for the relationship? But then the second thing is clarify what you don't want. Mm. So this, this is different. Um, And then figuring out, and and the third part that the book talks about is present your brain with a more complex problem. So what that means is, all right, I figured out what I want for myself, for my friend, for the other person in the conversation, right. And what I want for our relationship. Now, what do I not want?
3: Mm.
1: I don't want them to feel attacked. Mm. I don't want them to, you know, I don't want to waste our time just arguing with each other and not actually getting to any type of solution. Mm -hmm. I don't want to yell, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be a yelling match. I don't want to be yelled at. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else you can think of? I don't want this to be a place where I I can't be honest. I don't want to lie about how I'm feeling.
2: You don't want them to. You don't want them to, um, like feel uncomfortable going forward, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you like, don't want to be like awkward or weird going yeah,
2: forward. Yeah, not awkward or weird, but also feel like they can't ever address issues. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, I think that's a big thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So clarifying yeah. what you don't want, and then presenting your brain with a more complex problem. So mm-hmm. what this this is this is so good. I love this in this book, and this is something that we don't do enough. So if you remember from some of the financial uh, stuff that I talked about, if you listen to any of the, like the Financial Excellence episodes. Um, and we got another one coming out soon or else it have just come out. I can't remember what the schedule is, but uh, one of my favorite quotes from Robert Kiyosaki is he says that broke people say, I can't afford that. While the people who end up becoming financially successful say, how can I afford that? Interesting. And we're just, we're very intellectually lazy. Mm-hmm. And so we like to say, you know, the example that they give is clarify what you want, clarify what you don't want. And they give this example of how can I have a con- candid conversation with my husband about being more dependable, and avoid creating bad feelings or wasting our time? Now, that's a complex question and problem to solve, right? Mm -hmm. Versus just saying, uh, you know, how can I have a conversation with my husband about being more dependable, right? And that can be so many different things and can lead to you yelling at him or being rude or withdrawing or shutting down or silent treatment, whatever, right? Um, but to say like, and avoid this or that, like, that's the kind of stuff that we need to be looking for in our lives and should be our approach to life. Right. Um, of how can I figure all these things out? How can I make this happen and avoid the things that I want to avoid? Right. How can I succeed in my career and have a successful family life? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Right. How can I, uh, you know, take care of my fitness and go to daily mass some throughout the week and have a prayer life. Right. Like those are the complex problems we don't present ourselves because we don't like the answers. The answer sometimes are, I have to watch less Netflix or I have to wake up earlier, Mm -hmm. which means I have to be disciplined and go to bed earlier, Mm -hmm. or I have to whatever, right? And in the conversation, it might mean, Well, I need to not get angry myself, I need to be patient, I need to rehearse how this might go, or whatever.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the both, it's the both, and
1: like the Catholic faith, like the
2: Catholic faith, you know. Um, virtue is in figuring out how to keep all those things in balance, is what um, our priest was saying this morning, Father Brian. Yes. Um, yeah, I love
1: that. And then my last point that I always tell people when I'm like coaching in these kind of conversations is anticipate what could go wrong. Yeah. So these are really easy when you're talking about a spouse, significant other you've been with for a while, a friend family or member. a family member, yeah. definitely with family members. because We got so much experience with good and bad, uh, crucial conversations with family members, right? Like, yeah. and not, not like we, but like, Everybody. everybody, like yeah. that's who you've been, that's who you fought you've with had the, most. the most with. Yeah, exactly. So you know how it goes, right? Like yeah. everybody knows that I, anybody, 100%. any family member. Yeah. How does your family handle conflict? Like, you know, like everybody knows kind of the things that we talked about earlier of like when crucial, conver- when conversations get crucial, right? When you realize the stakes are high, when emotions start running high, like you resort back to what you experienced growing up, like what you've been trained in. And so you kind of know what's going to happen, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. the silent treatment, yelling uh constant debate manipulation right like uh being interrupted is a big one mm-hmm. dog <laughs> and you know i mean you'd never interrupt me i feel like i interrupt more, you more than you interrupt me but we both try to think pretty intentionally because of some past experience because of I being like pretty out. substantially interrupted
2: yeah or i've been called out for interrupting people before as well so that's a way that i've grown i feel like a little bit yeah definitely
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. i think you're pretty good you're really good at that
2: but yeah, just but it's like, something
1: that pisses us both off pretty yeah. extensively
2: <laughs> do not like being interrupted no
1: um it's like it's like a it's like a top three for me <laughs> yeah maybe number one of like yeah. thing that'll really like get me In a now I, I get yeah i definitely have like a few flags to throw you know yeah and we'll like express it yeah and it's something that like as you grow you can like pretty firmly express without being rude i think
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: especially if you like are a good listener right so obviously if you're an interrupter, you can't be like, can you not interrupt me? Because then you just look like an ass hat. But if you don't, and you actually listen to somebody like fully express themselves and you can say, you know, like, I I just listened to everything you had to say. Like, would you, can you, do you mind not interrupting me until I'm finished? Right. Right. I'd love, I'd love to hear your response, but please, like, I just listened to yeah. you. I mean, like, there's nothing more frustrating than listening to somebody talk for five or 10 minutes about how they feel and what they experience, And then as soon as you go they interrupt you 30 seconds in and you're like yeah mm-hmm. so you have to do it without being like don't interrupt you know what i mean like you don't have to yeah, like yeah. bark at them but you have the right after like four times so it be like you seriously need to stop interrupting me or else right. i'm not gonna have this conversation with you
2: i think this point makes you think also of your your point to, of not being lazy with it you know I'm like yeah anticipating it um or like thinking through those things, like taking the time to think through that is, can be. And really how am I productive. going to
1: respond to it when it yeah. happens?
2: How am I going to respond to it? And that's kind of what I said earlier of like me thinking through the conversations and knowing certain people and knowing how things have been brought up or whatnot. And um, in those ways, I, I oftentimes like prepare ahead of time and maybe prepare more than I even need to for what might be said back or what might throw me off in the whole thing or anything like that. And kind of being prepared to um be, like stand firm in things, but also like be loving and understanding. Cause you know that that's something they're used to, I guess, in a sense, you know, right? a way that they're used to responding and like expect almost like expecting it so that you don't get like let down in the moment of hoping that everything would just be rainbows and butterflies would but be in like, expect it to go this way. Yeah. So I'm going like, to stay firm and I'm going to stay, you know, Yeah. when it does
1: go. When it derails. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just knowing people's ability to have those conversations. It's so important, man. I mean, I I I always use like the military analogy on that of like when you step out, right? Like you have like rally points, you have all these different things in case you get ambushed or something happens along the way. Mm. Right. Like you you have an idea of like, what are we gonna do if we receive indirect fire? What are we gonna do if we receive direct fire? What are we gonna do if we um you know get lost or if we lose somebody or like there's so many like uh you know contingent plans that you have to have. It's crazy, but that's kind of the way you don't want to be like obsessive over it. Mm-hmm. But at least, like, if you know, you know, my dad always, and I'm not saying my dad, but like, if you know my parent or, you know, your grandparent or your friend always interrupts me or they always uh, disagree with what I'm saying, they gaslight me, right? Like, they'll say that never happened and it did happen. Or if they say, um, you know, if they start lying about what happened or if they start yelling at me, like, what am I going to do? And I think being willing to like eject yourself out of the conversation. Right, like you have to have like that, uh like kind of like a jet pilot, where you can just yeet yourself right on out of that pilot seat, right, and and go with the eject. the parachute. Yeah, just eject is another word. Yeah. Yeet, eject. Yeah. Uh, they're synonyms. Um, and so you can pull that eject lever. You know what I mean? Just yeet your right on out of there, boy. Uh, and sometimes you have to, man. I'm telling you, like I think that people a lot of times don't recognize this, and we could do. A, I think Noble and I are going to record a podcast on like especially when you're dealing with like more narcissistic, like manipulative people. Cause mm-hmm. talk about like emotional intelligence and things like that. Um, and he and I both had experience with people like that in our lives, but to be willing to say like, uh, listen, if you're going to yell, like we're just not going to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to have some hard lines that like, you're not going to just get run over. I'm not going to, you're not going to talk to me like that. And it's the better, the earlier you can cut that and draw that line in a relationship, the better.
2: Yeah absolutely
1: because once the you boundaries. like yeah it's like mm-hmm. kind of like grooves right like once yeah. once the kind of grooves get like really dug in there then yeah. it's just like natural that's what they're going to go to because they know it just like bulldozes you over and mm-hmm. that's why there's like this need for us people to recognize like it's one of the dangers of like personality tests mm-hmm.
3: is it's you can like get being to being like yeah, to yeah yeah i'm phlegmatic, so
1: i'm just like i'm chill yeah you know and it's like well sometimes you need to be not chill yeah you know and yeah. like it's like that's okay yeah i'm saying what i love to talk so like sometimes i need to shut up and listen you know, Uh you have to be quiet and you have to listen to somebody else. Like every, sometimes you're choleric. Well, sometimes you need to kind of like cushion the things you're saying. You can't just do blunt force all the time, you know? And so there's, there's that for everybody, right? If you're melancholy, you can't just always look at what went wrong. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to like acknowledge the good and like be positive. And so it's so easy to be like, well, this is my personality. That's how I am. But that's, that doesn't work Yeah, and doesn't lead to happy, successful relationships of any kind. So you want to be mindful of that and like, just be aware of how your pre- preconceived notions of yourself and the other person are leading and you don't want to like also assume that because they interrupted me because they did this last time i have to go and pissed off mm. expecting them to be rude or yeah. whatever you know what i mean because yeah. that's not fair either
2: right it, it's a what's that like a it's the opposite of a growth mindset right it's a fixed, fixed mindset, mindset of yep. like um they're just always going to be like this that.
1: person can't change yeah,
2: yeah exactly that kind of goes into the the last few points we have here of of kind of creating safety in the conversation as well. All of these things, creating the plan, thinking about those things, and and just like what we spoke about earlier, I think we kind of addressed this of of uplifting the person and like having the good in mind as well. Yeah, and 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 even affirming them in the conversation as well is is creating safety. And I think, like I said, that's some like you've created a lot of safe spaces for me to have some of these conversations, you know. Yeah. Or address things, and so that's super, super powerful.
1: And one of the, one of the ways I remember one thing that was really big in one of our conversations is like, everything we talked about here today is going to like help you create safety in a conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. But a few things uh, before I get to that one, a few things that are, that are not good is you don't want to ambush somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. If Mm -hmm. you have something that's serious, doesn't mean I have to give you like four days, but what's good is to kind of have like an either now or later approach to it. Mm -hmm hey, I'd really like to approach about the way we're splitting up chores. Like, do you want to talk about it now? Or or at least I just want to kind of put it on your radar and maybe we could talk about it tomorrow or Sunday, Mm -hmm. right? Like that kind of mentality of like, we can talk about it now. Like I'm ready to have the conversation, but if you're not, I respect that. If you want to take some time to think about it, if you want me to explain a little bit what I mean, sure, but like, don't just like, what some people do is they just like are sitting on the couch and they just like unload on you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the F just happened. Right. Yeah, or you're know, driving right. in the car yeah, and they either just start breaking down in tears or yeah. they start yelling at you. And you're like, what in the world? I you know, just get ambushed. Right. Yeah. And like an ambush is never good. And I've had yeah. this happen to me a lot of different times in my life and a lot of different relationships and it's very unpleasant and it's just a very immature way to like express and handle your emotions. Absolutely. And to, like, especially like from roles of leadership, it's just very, very bad. Yeah. And so you don't want to just ambush somebody, have an hour later kind of approach to it and be like, I'd like to discuss this. We can now, or if you want to wait till later to kind of think about it, that's fine. It doesn't need to ruin our day. I'm not like thinking about breaking up with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, maybe sometimes you are in different scenarios, but like for us at this yeah. point, like that's how we talk to each other, you know, it's like, nah i'm not mad i'm not like trying to break up i'm not trying you know what i mean like don't go crazy especially,
2: when we're married especially
1: women are crazy and so you have to like say that sometimes like, you have to, like, say, give like the, yeah yeah. like yeah. i just want to talk to are you, you
2: talking about
1: anything here no i this has never happened uh <laughs> in my relationship with my loving fiance i'm just saying that i'm sure there's people out there but I'm who, that- who are with you know crazy people <laughs> i'm just kidding but you know what I mean? Like you have to be like, give that's, that's a great way to kind of create safety. Yeah. And then if you are going to be like, let's have a conversation, let's either go get coffee or let's sit down on the couch, whatever tomorrow in the afternoon, whatever, then you can be like, Hey, can we talk about what I mentioned yesterday, the day before Yeah. when you know what you want, when you know what you want for them. And you can kind of share that. Right. And you can be like, I want to hear about, um, you know, what, this is the example that comes to mind is we had a kind of conversation of like splitting responsibilities and talking about like, how can I better support you and allow you to feel like, you know, like how, how am I like um preventing you from doing what you like commit to doing? Mm. Right. Like, am I criticizing you and I don't realize it? Am I like, critical of when you do do things, like you've tried to do things. And I like, you tried making dinner or something. And I like criticize it because that can be the cause Yeah. sometimes like men or, or women will want somebody we've had this happen to, we've done this to each other, right? Like you want them to cook more, but then like when they cook, you like criticize their cooking Mm, without like being grateful or anything for it. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to do that again. When they wash the dishes and you're like, yeah, you know, you didn't wash them right. Or you know, like they can be like these little comments and things like that, that actually discourage. A lot of times we can be our own worst enemy, right? And so it's easy to blame the other person, just say you're the problem versus being like, how is my behavior like contributing to what you're doing that I don't like and would like to change? (laughs)
2: Right. And that's very, um, yeah, create safety. It's very, again, like, um, what's the word? Disarming for the other person. Yeah, because it allows I remember when you've done that in conversations before, I'm immediately like, oh, you know, like it's not, I'm not on the defensive. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's us facing the problem versus- we, each other are yeah, the, the problem. problem yeah
2: yeah exactly huh
1: yeah. you know cute we face problems together and stuff cute yeah and sometimes <laughs> emily's the problem uh so we look in the mirror together no i'm just kidding Stop. <laughs> that was funny that, that was, was funny thank but, you thank you you he's laughed getting, though, he's kidding. mostly um <laughs> uh one of our favorite rules so we're just gonna hit these kind of like pretty quick because yeah, yeah we we hit our time yes but there's no time we do whatever we want this is my podcast <laughs> um uh so yeah there's no rules no rules here uh but here's some rules to follow
2: <laughs> other rules to follow is
1: we really we is really it. believe in this one do go to bed angry
2: oh my gosh we were they brought this don't up. go to
1: bed together angry if you're not married yet but
2: yeah obviously yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the way we've lived this out is like um there's definitely been a few nights where i've left your apartment and been unsettled it's kind of a
1: big believer in this too. yeah
2: she was talking about it and then also in our marriage prep we had a couple couple a couple of the married couples that would come and help out talk about that as well. Cause they were saying that when they were younger and these are couples who have had, who have like grandkids and all this different stuff, but they were talking about how, when they were
1: in marriage prep, they said,
2: don't go to bed angry everybody blah, blah, tells blah, you that like, we've we yeah. had
1: like games and things like that at engagement parties
2: yeah and you ask that's for like advice the advice and it's everybody's
1: like, advice if you can't think of advice to like engage couples everybody says don't go to bed angry and it's yeah.
2: like it's like the most man, cliche it's so thing
1: dumb. but yeah. it doesn't
2: work it's it, bad like, advice we all i mean it's our best conversations have come after like we leave each other um in the evenings or something like that or wherever we are yeah um and i have that have some time to sober up and do all these things, create a plan, think through it, pray through it, discern what is it that we need to talk about, what is at the root of all these things. And, yeah. and so yeah, we were just talking about this at our last marriage prep class. Um, because all of them were saying, Sometimes you have to go to bed angry, you know, sometimes you have to wake up in the morning. And when you wake up in the morning, you realize you've been hurtful, you know. And yeah, not only that have you been hurt, but you've been hurtful as well. And so sometimes that that sobering, that time to to just like rest with it is good.
1: Absolutely. Yeah uh don't go silent Ooh. is the next rule and so first it's my tendency is yeah. to just
2: like shut down kind of mm-hmm.
1: these are these are both like kind of masculine and feminine these two first two sometimes that don't go to bed or do go to bed angry like that can be it, it, can, it can happen to both men and women but like men always want to like try to fix things right away it's the same thing yeah. with like if your' your fiance your spouse or your wife or whatever is like venting to you like sometimes they don't want to hear solutions. It's very easy to be like, why don't you just say something to your boss or why don't yeah. you fix that? Sometimes like, you just gotta listen, right? That's and something just,
2: we worked through early on for that too. Yeah. yeah. Being like, I just need you to like hear me
1: out or give me yeah. answers. Yeah. Cause you know I always got the answer. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> Alan I have snow for I'm the answer. So um few people are going to get that reference. But uh going to bed angry like sometimes like as a man like you just like not like leave it unsolved. And mm-hmm. it can be really helpful. And I found that with us. Um but the silent thing is definitely you know when it comes to fight or flight i feel like women definitely go the silent route yeah. very often i've seen it many times
2: depends yeah i that's my that was the t- another tendency i've worked on in, in conflict resolution yeah yeah
1: and it's just a dangerous game to get into because it really just it kind of goes into like the next one we have is just like have the fight yeah and both sides can be really afraid of this and it can be true with family too man mm-hmm. i see it with family all the time i've seen it with family all the time through my friends lives through um you know my life yeah Yeah. you know what i mean like we've seen it all the time so just have the fight like it doesn't mean like have the fight and like be rude and like actually fight blow up or
2: anything like yeah but like
1: have the conversation man like jordan Peters says this all the time he's like have the damn fight you know especially with your spouse like it's better to fight about who's going to empty the dishwasher and how it's going to be done then to not do it and just like develop resentment over the years, yeah, years and then like and you you go on and now you're like resentful for each other and then you're like not having sex anymore and then you like don't want to do things together and then you're really not having sex anymore and then your marriage becomes miserable and you're just divorced after 10 years because you don't want to talk about who loads the freaking dishwasher or who unloads the, the the uh dryer
2: right
3: you
1: know what I mean like who washes the hand towels like you have to talk about that stuff yeah and, and engagement's a great time for that, especially like we've been really blessed of me living where we're going to live eventually yeah. together. Yeah, it's like uh, a training ground. For yeah, us. like we're we're here a lot together, and so yeah. like we get to talk about some of those little things. Yeah, um, and we haven't figured it all out, but it, it we, we do know we have this kind of mentality of just being like we're going to have the conversation, we're going to have the fight, and silence is one of the biggest enemies against that. Absolutely. Uh, the next one is don't yell or get disrespectful, and so like attacking the person. Yeah, yeah, yelling just mm-hmm. there's really nothing more to say no then that uh yelling is just it's not good uh sometimes it's necessary like in extreme situations like i imagine like jesus was yelling as he was going through like flipping the the money changes and things like that outside the temple um like there's times for that but it's very very rare that like in a romantic relationship or friendship or familiar relationship that yelling is necessary or helpful yeah and yeah like at some point like get over it like get over your past like yeah your parents or your family yelled at you like let that go. I was in the same boat, um, you know, where like yelling was like the mode of communication and like, just, it doesn't matter. Like you're an adult. Yeah. Stop it.
2: Yeah. Do you, do you want to, on that note, I think this is just, this is something that's been powerful for me of sharing share it, about, please. about, um, how please you share it. that. Like, and again, you know, men and women can be different in this, but like overall, a lot of times, um, women might express frustration by, nathan has shared with me that he sees that women express um frustration with tears Preaching, you know I mean? yeah, yeah
1: i didn't know where you're going with this you didn't okay yeah this oh is this is like, one of my favorites this is his favorite thing this is from about. love and respect the book i believe
2: yeah where we like oftentimes a woman might might express a frustration or or anger or whatever it is by tears and a lot of times because tears they like draw and or like they like a lot of times will bring out just like compassion immediately or sometimes tears will like yeah, shut will. down things because like in traffic tickets because somebody like yeah like police officers will be like it's okay you know or something like that but um tears can kind of be a little more like drawing that out where on the other hand the men oftentimes express their anger frustration or hurt or different things by raising their voice or yelling um but that doesn't bring up the same response that tears often do.
1: It brings about the opposite.
2: It brings about the opposite. It usually, it usually um intensifies. So important. Yeah, it usually intensifies the relationship. And this is something that Nathan's really taught me is like when he's getting really frustrated and like on the brink of yelling, and you really don't yell like no at all because you were just sharing that as well. It's yeah, very it's, rarely. Yeah, very rarely. But if things really are getting upset, that's his equivalent of me crying because I you know, um, right. I'm upset about something in the same way. And so to try to, he's always asked me and something I've worked on and in, in you addressing this, or like, you know, it, what your self-knowledge of this, um, has helped as well to me, instead of like getting angry myself with the, with if yelling or like raising voice or different things like that. Um, Instead, trying to have the same compassion that somebody might have to somebody who's like crying, yeah, which is sense. really hard, really hard. um But it's I think exactly it's a really incredible crying point. Crying
1: about compassion. And yeah. Yelling brings about combativeness.
2: Exactly, and it's and sometimes. But I don't
1: cry. Like I don't yeah, even remember the last never time I cried seen at Nathan this point. Cry
2: in my life, still, still yeah. holding on for the wedding day. i Hope, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> this is our big Godspeed. Um, but uh, yeah, just like um, me coming to understand that that, yes. that like the the needs that I'm expressing when I start to bring up tears, is like what you're expressing when you start to get like frustrated and different things. Um, Yes. So that could be switched in a relationship, but it could that be the guy happened and the to girl. Me
1: recently, in another crucial conversation I yeah. was having with somebody, exactly. and I was like really hurt by something they kind of said, like in response to what I was saying and yeah. expressing myself. And I remember kind of I didn't start yelling, but I definitely like got more stern and raised my voice a little bit because yeah. I was like so hurt by like right. what was said. Yeah. And and I think it's just so real, and it's really it's a difficult thing, and I think. Is, is hard in conversations especially like when you're with like when you're in love right mm-hmm. which I would consider myself and, <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> and when you are really in love with somebody and they do start crying like you have to be mindful of that like you have to you still want to have a compassion but you still have to especially if you're like the one bringing the crucial conversation about like not let it manipulate you yeah some people too. are manipulative with tears, with tears you know yeah. and not yeah, some absolutely. some people intentionally and some people unintentionally. unintentionally yeah but some people just cry a lot yeah right and so like if they get upset or if you know there's certain hormone imbalances and things Mm -hmm. like that happening right like it's just easy to cry right like sometimes we've had that happen and if you have like something that you're like sticking like don't don't fold because there's tears right yeah because the the woman can cry or sometimes it's the opposite sometimes a man's crying and the woman's not and you can't just like fold and give up on what you're saying because they start crying or they start like pointing to their past or yeah like that might be true but because somebody mistreated them doesn't mean they deserve to mistreat you yeah so like you have to keep that in mind. And just because like they're hurt or sad or whatever, or uncomfortable with whatever you're saying, like sometimes you need to stick and, and push through that. But absolutely, going along with that, the other thing I was going to say is um, along with don't yelling is sometimes I think like um, we, we've had experience with this before too. Is like sometimes you can accuse the other person of yelling when they're not. Mm. And you have to be mindful of like people's like growth and their approaches of like how they're trying to grow and change. Yeah, Because like like, I know for me, like I get frustrated when people tell me I'm yelling and I'm not because I've come so far yeah. from a place of like where all we did was yell. Right. And then like, like I well, can I'm, show like,
2: you yelling. This is not, yelling. Yeah, yeah. You know
1: what I mean? And especially because like, as the man, like you're trying to not yell, but that is like kind of your form of like almost expressing tears or sadness or yeah. hurt. And then it's like, don't, it's almost being like, don't cry. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like how it can feel sometimes. I think and so I think women have to be mindful of that too.
2: That's like a common, but, um, dangerous phrase is like sometimes when somebody's just like angry or like calls you out or something like that yeah you can say he or she yelled at me for this but it's like no they didn't really yeah like it wasn't like actually yell yeah. it was they expressed like frustration or something but having that mindset of yell is art like like we said is like can be like cause you feeling more disrespected or more like defensive and yeah, stuff like and combativeness so to yeah it. the combativeness so being careful with your language there
1: yeah it's really important and i think uh the last one i want to share that we did write down is to not use uh like superlatives like extreme Mm. words so we both do this to each other we've gotten better at it yeah um, but we both definitely do this he
2: always you always do this yeah
1: you you never, never do this yeah yeah and yeah. you, you let me get away with it a lot more. Like I call you out on it more often. <laughs> I know that I say it too sometimes. And you've started to, it's funny because I feel like when we first started, dating, oh,
2: like, I never.
1: You, you would not uh, call me out on when mm-hmm. I would say always or never. And you would get mad when I would call you out. And now I feel like you do it too. It's just pretty funny. <laughs> um, but it is a good thing to call out. I think yeah. it, it's annoying and you almost seem like a, a grammar police in a certain sense, yeah. but it's such a bad mindset and mentality the same way. Just the same way as like talking about they yelled at me or they did this, that, like when you get into these extreme storytelling, so Crucial Conversations, the book, we only covered about the first half maybe of the book in very, very high levels. So I highly encourage you to check it out and read Crucial Accountability and Crucial Conversations. Um, but uh, one of the things he talks about is mastering your stories and the story you tell yourself about what happened. Yeah. And it really does like psychologically like affect the way that you view the other person. Like if you view the other person as you never do the things I ask, you never compliment me. You never take me out. You never do anything nice for me. You never like, you'll one,
2: believe it. You believe it even more and more
1: that you believe yeah. it. And so do they, Yeah, like, this is the same way as like we abuse and like hurt our kids. Right. Or we've been hurt by our parents of when they tell you about who you are.
3: Mm. Right. And
1: they like, they, they paint this picture. It's mm-hmm. like, you did, there's a difference between you did something bad and you're a bad boy.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. Yes.
1: And when you tell somebody you never, do something positive yeah you know x y or z and you that. always do something x y z that's negative it doesn't like nobody benefits from that yeah you don't benefit from it for like this is selfishly yeah if, if you're telling the story to the other person like you're crafting in their own mind behaviors that are not what you want right
2: absolutely
1: so it's very not beneficial even yeah. if it's true yeah it's not helpful to say, say never always right like you might have a, a parent who's never complimented you before like that might be true but like if you're trying to have a crucial conversation and truly express yourself and get what you want out of the conversation it's usually not going to help you yeah. you know sometimes you can ask the question you know if you can be like can you think of the last time that you did this like can you think of the last time do you remember the last time mm-hmm. you, you did the dishwasher like genuinely you know what i mean like yeah. and that can help to be like man it's been a while you know what i mean and i haven't do you remember like do you yeah. know how long it's been since our last date mm. you know like yeah, asking this kind of
2: yeah the, the valentine's day thing too right i feel like that's when we had that good conversation and stuff like that for sure Yon, that was kind of where it was, was yeah yeah like when is it you know it's just been a while it's yeah been a while or something like that yeah and then he crushed it
1: crushed it now we're gonna get married and stuff
2: (laughs) but yeah just sorry i feel like i interrupted you i'm sorry but
1: it's okay i forgive you for interrupting me
2: crystal conversation
1: love it it. we should stay together
2: yeah cute (laughs) it's also getting pretty long here so
1: it has been pretty long yeah maybe we'll break this up into two parts too i've been doing that a lot lately so um we'll see we'll see what route we decide to go with it but hot diggity dog emily harpole thank you so much for joining me today what an honor it is to have so many crucial conversations with you, so many to come.
2: So many to come over the next A lifetime to come.
1: 50 to 60 years of our lives together. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy.
2: Super awesome.
1: Well, great. Well, we want to encourage all of you guys, check it out. So I encourage you, like I said, check out the book Crucial Conversations. Um, another uh thing I'd love for you to do, we were just kind of laughing last night together of reading podcast reviews. And we had one that was pretty funny. That was a one-star review that dogged both of us, us. uh, which is pretty funny. And so um, it just really stresses the importance as I've shared with you before about leaving us reviews. So if you haven't, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, If you go on and leave us a review, I also encourage you to sign up for our newsletter at thosewhoseek.org. Each week we send out resources, videos with things like crucial conversations Mm -hmm. where you'll be able to see uh, just like you can see on our website, different resources, books, websites, things like that we recommend that'll help take your relationships to the next level and just you as a person to the next level. So living a life of excellence is how you're going to live a purpose-driven, fulfilled life. And so keep that in mind. And we encourage you to continue to listen to the podcast. Check out our recent episodes, our previous episodes we've done together if you want more relationship stuff. Um,
2: we kind of go into more of our story and and, and kind of the, um, the beginning of working through conflict. That's right. Um, in, in two of the podcasts earlier on.
1: So Our two most listened to podcasts ever. Yeah. So people definitely like the relationship stuff. Yeah. So very thankful for our listeners. If this was helpful for you, share it with somebody if you're in a relationship or a friendship or something like that. Um, you know that that's had one recently or you need to have one, this could be a good one to kind of talk through and listen to before you have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. Continue to fight hard. God bless and be your best.